Friday. This is Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily on this wonderful Friday. It is the 7th of May, 2021. Excuse me. We've gotten through our first week of the month. And uh, hey, yay. Just as an FYI, next week we will be taking off. There will, no be, there will not be any shows next week. We uh, encourage you to listen to some of our best of shows. Uh, you can go back and, and pick up any of the previous 240 plus shows that we've uh, uh, got out there and listen to them streaming and uh, and just kind of hear what we we've, we've talked about in the past. There's some some good things out there. In fact, I think what I may do is stream a couple of those so we'll have some shows best of uh, streaming. So uh, that way you'll still get some uh, live streaming shows, even though they'll be best ofs. And uh, and then we'll be back live on the 17th. So um, uh, we hope you have a great week next week and as i said we'll be back live on the 17th and uh and uh in the meantime we're going to go recharge our batteries and and uh chillax a little bit so coolio right um we were talking about california condors and they're just so incredibly impressive as birds i mean they're if you've ever been up close to them you can see them at the san diego zoo and the la zoo um and they are uh uh, you know, just really, really big, <laughs> impressively large animals, uh, especially if they swing, you know, if they open up their wingspan and you see how big their wingspan is. Uh, and apparently they're very long li- long lived, one of the longest lived birds. I mean, they, they, they average age is about 60. So um, they're around a long time. Um, and... Uh, and although they're not the most attractive-looking birds in the world, um, they are uh, nonetheless incredibly imperative or uh, impressive. And uh, and so you know, I mean, if you if I've seen them in the wild, actually, there's there's um, some um, breeding pairs that are near the south side of the Grand Canyon. Although I'm sure they fly all over the Grand Canyon. Um, uh, and so you see, you know, you can I've seen them, you know, drifting on the on the updrafts from the canyon. And uh, and they also, I think, fly around looking for people to like throw food and bread and stuff down to them because they'll eat that. Um, they are traditionally carry-on eaters, meaning they pick dead bodies that they find of animals out in the wild, but, uh, like a lot of vulture-type birds. But anyway, here's Aaron. Let's get her in here. Hey there. Hey. I was just uh, talking more about vultures and and uh, and California condors. It's actually p- kind of uh, kind of interesting. Um, the uh, apparently they have like a, uh, a condor head that's a puppet, that a hand like a hand puppet or a sock puppet type thing, but it looks like a condor head. And when they have baby condors that are hatched. Uh, very often that's how they feed them is that they're they're hand feeding them and it's a it's you know somebody from the zoo with this this fake condor head puppet that's in there feeding the babies that way you get them used to uh you know if if they're being raised in in captivity um uh they want to make sure that the babies are are raised and and healthy and safe and uh and then they introduce them to the 
to the flock as they get a little bit older and they know that they're kind of, you know, uh, stable and healthy. So, yeah, it's interesting. Huh. There's a very good, um, uh, you know, Wikipedia page on California condors where they talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I was at the south side of the Grand Canyon quite a few years ago now, um, at, at least 10 years ago. And they had some that were um, that had been reintroduced there. And you could stand and they would you would see that what was interesting is it, you didn't necessarily have to look up. You could kind of look down because they were like gliding around on updrafts coming up out of the canyon. And then they would land on the rocks and trees just downhill of where the people were and then, you know, hang out there for a while and then take off. And I think they did that because there were people who also threw food and stuff down to them. And they they put signs up saying, you know, don't don't feed them, don't throw bread and things like that because that's not their natural food. But I guess like a lot of birds, they'll, you know, they're, they will take advantage of any op, 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 offers of food, whether it's the best food for them or not. Yes, well... We want them to make sure that they don't forget how to hunt because people are, are feeding them. Right. Yeah. You know, hunt yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, and I know, too, that, that in those areas, uh, you know, around the park, that they have the kind of trash cans that, you know, you can't, like, knock the lids off of. Because, again, large birds can, you know, knock the lids off a trash can, pull the trash can over, and scavenge through that. Because they're scavengers. That's what they do, right? And so... uh you know, and they're surprisingly intelligent. They would be happy to eat that uh, leftover piece of a rotting hamburger patty as they would, you know, the, the, uh, you know, bits and pieces of the dead prairie dog that they, you know, happen to fly over. I mean, they're, they're not that picky. <laughs> they're not picky eaters. They eat, you know, like dead rotting things. So, uh, Ew. yeah. I mean, you know, by definition, carry on is, is, Previously killed and setting out and rotting food. Yes. So, you know, good for them. They they help clean things up for us. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. It says that ravens are the main predatory threat to condor eggs, while golden eagles and bears are also um, threats to young offspring. Oh. Once they get to a reasonable size though then they really don't have any predators but when they're young uh they gotta keep the ravens away and the, talk about smart birds you know i would think that the uh condors would have to be relatively intelligent birds themselves in order to try to outsmart the ravens because they are smart yep. they and are smart there's a whole bunch of ravens around the um uh grand canyon as well I remember there was a big sign telling you how to tell the difference between a raven and a, and a um, and a crow. Crow. Yeah. And the main thing I remember was the shape of their tail. Um, was the at least that's what the sign talked about was the shape of the, the the one of them has a tail that fans out, and the other has a tail that is sort of diamond shaped. I think it's the raven has the more diamond shaped tail. Um, there's some other things too in terms of like beak shapes and stuff and general sizes the ravens i think are slightly larger at least in that area uh, of the canyon they were slightly larger i don't know if that's true you know for every version of them but uh but the ravens i think have like a thicker bill or something like that you know huh Um, well you know it's it's interesting because we went to that raptor center in north carolina and when they had pictures of 
the raven and the crow right next to each other, it was easy to tell the difference. But if I saw one just, uh, you know, hanging around, flying around, whatever, I don't right. know that I could. Yeah, that's kind of where I am, too. I remember some of the stuff in the sign, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure that if... if uh, if somebody said, hey, there's a raven or, hey, there's a crow that I could, you know, effectively debate them. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> exactly. If you like, say okay. so. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. I know if they're hanging around by my house, it's probably a crow. Yeah. Here's a uh, sign that actually looks a lot like the sign that I remember from... Uh, from the uh, let's see if I can here I'm sending it to you oops and I of course well I'm driving so tell, I know. tell our can, listeners you can get it later I'm just sharing it with you but um, so it says that uh, that common ravens have long fancy throat feathers so they sort of have a frill around their head whereas uh, the American crow has smoother uh, uh, feathers on their neck so the neck just smoothly goes into the body whereas the raven is a little more ruffled the uh wedge shaped tail or the the diamond shaped tail is on the raven the crow has a fan shaped tail the raven's call tends to be a croaking sound whereas the uh raven's is caw caw or the 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 crow crow the crow is caw the raven is croak um that uh Ravens, when they're flying, regularly do like barrel rolls, whereas crows, uh, very uh, much less regularly, will do like a barrel roll. With it. And what a barrel roll is is say you're flying somewhere with your belly pointed towards the ground like you would normally be flying. They basically roll over so that they they swing their their belly up towards the sky and then back around towards the ground. So they t- kind of do this little spin while they're flying. They like to have fun. Yeah, um, they both uh, will mate for life. So, um, you know, they pick that special someone and they stick with them. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. I love that. There are lots of birds that do that. And I, Mm -hmm. and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, yeah, and, and again, they're not particularly beautiful animals, um, but they are in, in a sense, too, in that their their feathers have a really cool sheen. Um, generally speaking, the raven is a, is a larger um, bird as well, but there are some pretty darn big crows. So, um, you know, again, if you see them, you know, if you see one just kind of around, you may not know the difference. But, um, but yeah, they're they're... They're impressive, and they're super intelligent. There's been lots of studies about um, both ravens and crows, um, even like going and finding a stick and sticking the stick down into a bottle to get a grub worm out of the bottle. You know, yes. if they can't knock the bottle over and stuff, they will go get they will go get tools. And in fact, there's even been instances of they they find a stick, but the stick has like a Y in it or something, and they'll break off the piece so that they can have a straighter stick so that it can fit in the bottle. So they like look at it and they go, okay, I'll make a tool that will get me in there where I can get that worm. Um, just really, really bright animals. They, they, they really are. And they remember. So they, they uh, you know, if you're a good human being and, you know, feed them or leave them alone, they're fine. But if you're mean to them, they'll remember and they'll tell their friends from what I understand. So if you tick off a crow, man, you're 
you're in for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the birds? It's like, yeah, M- me and my friends travel in large crowds, and uh, you guys might want to, <laughs> you know, I- I'd hate to see an accident happen here, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yes. kind of their Yes, velociraptor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a poopa raptor because that's that's one of their uh, um, definite ways is like okay we'll just hang out here for a while guys <laughs> they could die bomb you yeah it would be a terrible thing if you were parked under this tree in your car would it get uh, dirty say um, yeah It'd be one. It would be really funny, you know, if you could hear you, because we we imagine how these animals might talk, right? But it'd be funny if they actually did, you know, and you, you could hear their voices, and some of them would be, you know, like sound like that, right? And then some of them would be mine, 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 mine. Oh, those are seagulls. Yes. I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and as soon as they, as soon as the, you saw that, they perfectly captured what we imagine the seagulls' brains like, right? <laughs> it's like yes. Huh? <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's kind of how they behave, isn't it? Uh, well done. Yeah, and what was there was a, mo- a movie, an animated movie, a while back where there was pigeons too, and I thought they they sort of got the pigeons down similarly. So, yeah. I, you know, I I wonder. I actually we watched a documentary, um, and it's probably National Geographic documentary on on the secret language of orcas, and mm-hmm. You know, it was really fascinating talking about how orcas have um, they they have their own clicks and calls that are unique to their pod, their yeah. family. Yeah, they can't and talk with, with develop... orcas from other places. Right, and so they're they are um, uh, they have they their family develop develops distinct cultures, and it impacts how they hunt, how they interact with one another, everything, mm-hmm. which is really fascinating. And they mourn their dead. Yeah, um, which. You know, not every animal does that. There's a series on whales streaming right now, and I think it's only four or five episodes, but each episode covers a different variety of whale. And there's one on orcas, there's one on um, belugas, there's there's one on, um, on uh, like, humpback whales, and another one, I think, on, um, on uh, oh, shoot, what kind Is it of the whales? blue whale? It the Mo- no, it was Moby Dick, uh, the, the big... Uh, uh, sperm whale. Sperm whales, yeah, because they dive way down deep, and they're predators, and so they eat squid, and um, and and so it was real interesting to kind of learn a little bit about each of them, and they reiterated a lot of the stuff like that about the the um, orcas that I had uh, read before about how not only do they have very specific ways of communicating within one pod versus another pod but they each have different hunting techniques and that the older whales train the younger whales on how our pod goes yes. and hunts and and it's not something they know naturally it's they have to be trained and they have to practice it and learn how to go and do it and some yes. you know some of them do um, you know like slide up onto the beach and grab sea lions and others yes. others chase yes. You know, uh, chase them into the pack. You know, one there'll be like one chaser, and and the and the pack will go the other way, and they'll like trap the their their prey in the middle. And um, yeah, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. You know, there's a group of orcas that um, that uh, they found that that apparently like the livers out of white way or of white sharks, and so 
they were finding white shark carcasses off, I think it was off the coast of South Africa, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And that's one of the highest concentrations of white sharks, and they saw the numbers dropping. And apparently what happened is a pod of killer whales moved in and found out they like shark livers. And so they would attack the sharks, kill the sharks, and take out their liver and then leave the carcass. Oh, my gosh. And so they were finding dead white sharks with, like, the livers taken out. (laughs) And they couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. And then they finally caught it on film. And it's a group of orcas that just said, hey, we found out this is pretty tasty. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of sucks if you're a shark. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's funny because, you know, Jaws made out the white sharks to be the ultimate predator in the sea. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Orcas are like, yeah, they're they're good snacks. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, they're pretty magnificent. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and it it makes me even sadder to when I learned that to to see to see that they have, you know, that we have orcas in captivity for our own entertainment, right. um, given how intelligent they are and so and, social, and social and. You know, yeah, it 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 just seems criminal that we would do that. Yeah. You yeah, know, and it's... the same with dolphins. Dolphins are also incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, all all of the ocean mammals, um, you know, all of the whales, the the dolphins, the um, um, uh, you know, there's a there's a variety of different whales. A lot of places have Corpus. um, uh, the beluga whales. They'll have some beluga whales as well in captivity, and beluga whales likewise. You know, they're sort of halfway between a, a, a killer whale and a porpoise in terms of size. Uh, in fact, the, I'm trying and to find the name cute. of the. Yeah, they are. The White Whales. The white. I'm trying to find the um, the name of the show that I watched, the documentary that um, that talked about the different um, whales. And it was um, the one on the beluga whales. It turns out that genetically beluga whales and narwhals are very, very similar. And, well, they kind of uh, look like narwhals, minus the horn. Right. And so uh, this one pod basically adopted a lost baby narwhal, and they they came back like a year later, and the, the narwhal was still hanging out with them. And so so and they said that as far as they know, that was the first uh, instance of in-the-wild interspecies adoption. Um. You know, I mean, you could say like, you know, humans take ha, have taken on pets and, and, and work animals and stuff over the years. But but we've never seen in the wild one species take on another species and say, OK, you're part of us now. And uh, and they they did this. They found a baby. He wasn't the same species as them, but he was close enough that he could communicate with them. And they said, well, you're a baby. You, you need you need people. So we'll be your people. You know, we'll be your pod. And, uh, and, you know, they came back a year later and that they were still a pod, which was pretty stunning. That is stunning. That is really stunning. They're just, and I, they have the cutest faces. I like beluga whales. Um, and, but I like dolphins and narwhals and orcas and whales, you know, um, they have personality. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, and maybe do. this is why, uh, you know. I also the, the I love eating seafood. Don't get me wrong. Um, I also have a problem though. I like I like it, but I won't eat it. Eating octopus mm-hmm. uh, because they are also incredibly intelligent. Yeah, 
So, you know, I, I you know, if there's a creature that is going to, it's going to mourn the loss of, if it's mate, then I'm, you know, I, I don't want to eat that mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, I'll find something else to eat. Yeah, you would think so. Um, let's see, that's not the right one. I was trying to find the, the, the so I could give you the name of the, um, you know, it's frustrating because you all these different streaming channels and almost none of them have like a section where you can go and say like history. Here's the things that I watched already that I want to rewatch or refer to somebody. Yes. And none of them have that capability. And so it's no. hard to, and once you've watched something, they don't show it to you anymore. You have to really hunt for it. It's like, come on yes. guys. I want, I want that thing that I was watching the other day. Where is it? So, you know? and maybe that's, that's an ad for YouTube's red because YouTube does have a history. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they certainly push it on you. I, every time I go to YouTube, I, in the middle of trying to watch something and it pops up going, Hey, do you want to subscribe? You can subscribe. You can get it for free for a month. Come on, subscribe. Like, get out of my I way. I subscribe because I hate the ads. Yeah. I hate ads. And so I don't want to watch the ads, so I subscribe. I look at it, and it's just I don't use it enough that I feel like I get the I would get the value out of it. Um, so I'll watch the ads. Uh, and you know, if it lets me click out of the ad after five seconds, I do. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just have to sit and watch it. Um, See, I yeah. watch a lot of news programs. I have pastors that I follow that have YouTube channels. Uh -huh. I have, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I yeah. like YouTube. I like YouTube too. I just don't use it enough that I feel like it's worth a subscription. Um, you know, and there are a few other streaming channels that are like that where it's, it's, um, uh, you know, they offer like a free level and then you can pay if you want to get rid of ads or you want some additional content or something. And, and there are some that are absolutely, you know, yes, I, I watch them enough that I'm going to, you know, pay for them. But I don't know. You, you just have to pick and choose because otherwise you just go broke paying for all these things. There's so many different streaming channels out there now, you know, I mean, you it's really have to, you have to make some choices and it's not always, that is you know, so true. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with like, Hey, I'm going to make this choice today, but then, you know, in a month or two, I'll feel like I've kind of watched through most of this show's content. Then I'll I'll cancel theirs and go to somebody else's for a while. Um, the thing is, you got to remember to cancel one, right? Because what what happens is is you do that, and then you keep adding, and the next thing you know, you've just got you know a whole bunch of subscriptions. You're like, where's all my money going? And you look at all these <laughs> auto deductions every month, and it's like, yeah, it's you know five ninety nine here and seven ninety nine there and ten ninety nine here, and you're like, wait a minute, I wanted to eat this month. <laughs> I like to eat while I'm watching something on television. <laughs> yes, healthy besides ramen and popcorn. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, those days are behind me, man. I, I I've already gone through college once. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> besides, my my metabolism won't handle it the way it used to. That's oh, true. I'm not swimming well, multiple yeah. hours every day. <laughs> yes, there's that. There's that. Yeah, I uh, my eating habits have been so bad. I mean, so bad this last uh, three weeks. Um, yeah. Just working long hours and too lazy to cook. And um, I'm thinking about getting one of those services like Freshly or something uh -huh. um, uh, and trying those out because, you know, I'm eating out. So, I mean, it's 
it's more expensive than going to the grocery store and cooking for yourself, but it's less expensive than eating out every meal. So, right. you know, or eating out the, if you do it for dinners. And so I'm thinking I might try it. I did that one. I think plated was the one. I don't think they're in business anymore. But I did plated for a while and uh, a couple, uh, like a year and a half to, well, it's probably more than that, probably about three or four years ago. Um, and it was really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, my wife is a very picky eater. And so I had to be careful about what I selected as foods. And then I had to be careful about like making modifications to it. Like she won't eat like anything with bell peppers or onions in it. And so if there's onions, I would either substitute onion powder or I'd blend up the onions to put it into whatever kind of sauce or something was there. So, cause she doesn't like the texture. And so I have to be careful about like, you know, Hey, here's something new and different that you've never had before. And you know, that immediately raises red flags for her. So, but to her credit, um, everything that we got, she ate, but it wasn't for me just, Hey, pick the, you know, pick something. I had to be careful about what I picked. And a lot of them will have like, you know, okay, you don't want anything with, you know, seafood in it, or you don't want anything that has peanuts or, you know, so there's some, some dietary constraints you can put on it, but I don't know any of them that say, but I can't have peppers or onions in it. You know, I mean, I haven't seen that yet. They don't let me go to that level of granularity. Onions are, I mean, in savory foods, onions are pretty common. Yeah. And over, you know, in lots of cultures. Yeah. Yeah. And they're nutritious and delicious. And yeah, I mean, I'm all for onions, but, uh, you know, I'm not the only one eating in my house. And so if I'm buying meals that are sort of prepackaged, I mean, they're not prepackaged and that you still have to build, you know, but, but, but freshly assembled, right. I have to then be careful about what's in them and how I put them together. Um, but I was doing that like two days a week, which was actually kind of nice. You know, I will say that during that time period, we ate a bunch of things that we didn't normally eat. Like I remember one thing used like a celery root ball in it. Um, which I have never, ever had a celery root ball. The only thing I've ever had with celery was celery, you know, the stalks. But apparently the cel- uh, the celery root ball is um, also edible, and it's cooked very much like a um, potato or a turnip, you know, a root vegetable. Um, and uh, it was very good. I remember the, the, the meal, um, you know. And so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, obviously each of the different services are going to be a little different, but I was very pleased with the one that I got. And what was nice, too, is they sent the recipe so you could go buy this stuff and make it again if you wanted, if you liked it. So uh, there's some that they come with the meals are already assembled, and that's one that I would, like, uh-huh. you just pop it in the, in the microwave. Gotcha. And, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And that's probably, you know, at least a couple, three nights a week that I might do that. So then I wouldn't be eating out as much. Mm-hmm. Again, it's more expensive than going grocery shopping and cooking it yourself, but it's less expensive than, than eating mm-hmm. out. See, I think that would be even uh, or, more difficult for having somebody who's a picky eater, though, because then yeah. you don't even have control oh, no, 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 over how it's doubt. put together, you know? I love the yeah, idea, though. Without a doubt. You know, I just, I, you know, I, I work long hours. I don't know what else to say. I work long hours. So, yeah. um, you know. Um, yeah. And I don't want to be eating fast food because that's not good for me. So, um, yeah, no, you know, I'm and part you. of it too, part we our dishwasher died, and so we're going to be getting a new dishwasher that will help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody's weird so, like my family, where we have a dishwasher and I have yet to hook it up. It's a brand new dishwasher, and it's been sitting there for two and a half, three years. And we hand Are you wash serious? Everything. Yeah, it's it's not even attached to the to the drain or plugged in. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Wow. <laughs> yep. I'm ah. that guy. You know, and it's not that I'm like horribly lazy about doing it. It's that we literally haven't used it. We've never, we, we, I mean, even the last place we were at, we almost never used the dishwasher. We're just, you know, and I know that there's a lot of people out there going saying, you waste tons of water that way. You're terrible. How awful of you. Um, we like our stuff really clean. <laughs> you know, our plates and dishes, when you hand wash it, um, uh, I've never had anything come out of a dishwasher where there wasn't always something that, that, you know, had little bits of like something stuck on it and uh, over the years. And so even if I put it in the dishwasher, I usually uh, do more than just a rinse before I put it in so that it's fairly clean. Because you think about it, dishwashers, uh, you know, they, they knock the water or they knock whatever's on the plate off the plate uh, and, and it falls down inside the dishwasher and then it gets sloshed around with the water. And theoretically, it's supposed to go down the drain there. And I know they do great things. And I know that, you know, virtually every... Um, uh, restaurants you go to has like commercial dishwashers that do this thing. So I guess I'm not knocking. It's just our habit, you know? Yeah. To each his own. Yeah. It's our habit and it's probably not the most economical use of water. Although that said, it's not like I leave the water running on for the entire time I'm washing dishes, wasting water going down the sink either. So, you know, um, uh, I always thought that they should have a little step bar on the floor so that like you could step on it to turn on the water so so say you have like a bowl or, or half one side of your sink or a bowl of suds water and you, you wash something then when you go to move it over to the other side you can just step on it to turn the water on rinse it off and then step off of it and the water's off instead of having to like take one hand of soapy soapy hand and use a lever and take your hand off of whatever it is you're holding it just seems like that, that you're not using your feet properly in this whole process so, but, but here's the thing, but here's the thing. If you've got little kids or pets that can stand on that, that, uh, um, yeah. pedal, you would have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be running water all the time. Well, yep. You know, you teach them not to step, not to, to, you know, like put their hand on the hot oven. You can teach them not to step on the bar. You can, you know, chain them to their bed and leave them there for a couple hours. <laughs> Um, I know <laughs> that's the next logical step, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So by the way, I got, I, I was on my, logged on to Southern California Edison yesterday and there was a little notice saying your rates are about to go up. Of course and they so, are. Everything's course about they to are. go up. And so, you know, I'm thinking, all right, we got to get these energy efficient windows as soon as possible because our windows are very leaky um, uh, because they're the original from when the house was built, mm -hmm. you know, 40 yeah, years ago. Single pane uh, aluminum frame yes. windows. Yes. Um, but I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't you know, everything is getting more expensive. We talked about on the radio show inflation mm -hmm. and it's real. It is happening. Everything is more expensive. My grocery bill is more than it used to be. Um, my water bill is more than it used to be. The electricity is going up. And, um, you know, God, if you have credit card debt, pay it off. Yeah. Refinance it into something fixed because it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Well, and the and I don't, you know, it seems to me, you know, we as a society haven't stepped up and said, let's pass some laws because this is usury. I mean, credit cards that, that charge, you know, upwards of 25 percent of uh uh you know that that's that's criminal 
I mean, that's what the guy on the on the you know on the corner would charge you if you, and threaten to break your arms if you don't pay. I mean, that's crazy. Yes. Yes. That's. I mean, yes, you, it is. It's just it's the 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 interest rates on credit cards is criminal. It is. It is, especially department store credit cards. So they lure you in with, you know, you get all these coupons. I'm like, yeah, but if you carry a balance, it's like 30%. Yeah. 28%. Um, so, you know, if people can get, and it's, it's those cards are generally, um, young people have an easier time qualifying for them. And so mm-hmm. it's very, very, very rip-offs. easy to get, That's why. <laughs> get, to get yourself stuck in a trap. It's, yeah. it's terrible. And yeah. we do such a poor job as a culture teaching kids, young people, how how to handle credit you right. have to have it because eventually you're going to want to buy a big thing like a house and you need credit but it can it can swallow up and devour your life so quickly without you even realizing what's happening yeah 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 it can get ugly real fast you know i was thinking about that the other day as teachers um and and not every teacher would agree with me on 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 this but my feeling is is if it, it of course it depends on the class too because uh, some classes are structured differently than others but like, you know, in a lot of classes, if you're doing the homework correctly and you're doing it regularly, then the test is just an evaluation as to whether or not you understand the concept. And if you're doing the homework regularly and correctly, then then the test is sort of irrelevant because you clearly understood the concept because you were doing it. Um, and so in order to entice kids to do the homework, because I know a lot of teachers have issues with kids not doing their homework, is each time you do the homework, you get, you know, a, a classroom buck. And you get enough classroom bucks, and you can just buy your buy a grade for the test. You don't even have to take the test. You can just buy the grade for the test, right? Because you've earned enough bucks, um, and you can save up your bucks and and buy off bigger tests, or you can buy off smaller quizzes. Um, or if you don't have enough money saved up, you can you everybody has a a credit limit where you can get like two or three bucks on credit, and then you have to pay back like you know one and a half bucks for every buck you borrow, right? And so you can teach them about this because they, you know, because now they've worked and earned money by working, by doing their homework. Um, they can borrow money, but they have to pay back more than they borrowed. And, uh, you know, and if they, if they, you know, at, at some point, you know, at the, you can say like at the end of each like unit, when you do your unit test at the end of the unit, if, you, if you're carrying a balance, uh, will zero your balance, but your grade drops by, you know, X percent because the balance, because you didn't pay off your credit, right? And so you can teach them about money value. Oh, that's clever. You know, through the grades. And have you really, you know, taken anything away? Because, I mean, you know, the tests, if they're doing their homework, they don't need the test. If they're not doing the homework, then they got to take the test um, to show that they understand the concept. So, you know, if I were teaching again, and I haven't been teaching for um, uh, quite a few years now, but if I were teaching again, I think I would give that a go. It would require a That's, lot of work on the part of the teacher, right? Because you have to right. really be on top of all the homework in order to keep their bank balance for them, right? But That's very clever. Of, yeah, I just thought about that, that the other day because I was listening to a podcast, and, and it, was, it was a tech podcast, but the two guys were complaining about – not complaining, but discussing the issues and the difficulty in trying to teach the value of money. Because, you know, kids growing up, it's like they don't have no concept about money or, or credit because, well, if they need money, you just, you know, use the card. You just talk to dad, right? right. Or talk to mom. And, and then you're given money to go do something, right? It's, they don't have a concept of the value of that because they didn't work for it. 
And well, so, and and beyond that, it's 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 even more abstract than when we were kids because when we were kids, people generally didn't use cards. If people had a credit card, it yeah. was generally very very wealthy people, right. or they had an American Express card which you paid off every month. Mm-hmm. And um, you know this this idea of of everything being paid for on a card, it just it it it, it wasn't around. Like right, ATM yeah, you actually saw real money. 80s. Somebody handed you a bill. You saw you know? real money. Yeah. And so, you know, um, it, it was very, very different than than it is now. It, 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 and, you know, there's there's something to be said Now there are some people who are um, uh, who like the, there's a group out there called or and I forgot the name of the woman who runs. It's called Cheapskate Monthly. And she has everybody put cash in envelopes, people who follow her. And it's all about managing mm-hmm. your money. And she has you know, like this is your envelope for. Uh, for groceries and this is your envelope for auto repairs or whatever and your fund money so that everything is in cash and that it's not abstract to you because for people who have a hard time managing their money um, that abstraction that level of disconnect from their money uh, makes it even harder for them to follow and and there's something to be said for that I mean not everybody learns the same yeah that is the the basis of what um um Oh shoot! What's the? He, he's on the radio. Show. He's on the station with us. Um, uh, he has the Dave see, Ramsey. Dave Ramsey he is actually no longer on KCA. Oh, he's no longer on KCA. Okay, Dave Ramsey. Uh, that's sort of the essence of what his his uh, plan is too. You start out with envelopes, and you you know, and that's how you budget. You put X amount of money in each envelope for the month, and and you deal with cash, and that's how you really teach yourself where your money's going, is by forcing yourself to actually see the money, and put it in envelopes and, you know, and, and break it down that way. Um, even if you then deposit it and write a check somewhere, you see the cash. Yes. Cause very, very few people also, because there wasn't this automatic banking, this online banking, obviously. So everybody kept, if you manage your money, well, you had a checkbook register, right? So, you know, if you, if you wrote a check, you would, you would then have a running balance I remember my mom writing checks and mm-hmm. as soon as she wrote the check, she would add it into the register and bring yep. her balance down. And, and so yep. then you always knew how much was in your account. People don't do that anymore. Yeah. No, no. They just look online and say how much money's in there. Yeah. I don't know that people even really reconcile anymore. Like no. she would get her bank statement and reconcile her bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Because, the, because then you would also have to add in any fees that the bank charged at the end of the month. So that you'd make yes. sure that that was to, in order to, to balance out everything and occasionally dropped a penny here or there. Um, and or on if occasion, I had to check it cleared or not. Right. On occasion, you would call the bank up and go, Hey, you know, I, I'm doing my reconciliation and something's off from your statement and banks make mistakes, believe it or not. And, uh, and nowadays, nobody even questions the bank. It's just like, okay, whatever they say I've got in the bank, that's what's in there, you know. And you don't know what fees are taken out and, and auto deposits. You don't know what things are auto deposited. So half the time, money just comes and goes out of your account. And you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, and that's it's, how it's, it is. a lot of people live. And it's, you know, I, I have to say, I, I used to use QuickBooks, not QuickBooks, Quicken. Um, to manage my money. And I really liked it. It was very robust. I could run great reports. Right. And they, Quicken was sold off and Intuit started Mint. And I have to say, I hate it. I yeah. don't like Mint because it, the, the the reporting options aren't mm-hmm. as good. They're, it's just. Yeah, they bought you know, Mint. They, they, oh, they bought Mint. Mint was well, a, a separate like, company. Yeah. 
I, they bought mint and they still love quicken. I don't know who's doing quicken now. Um, but I, the only reason why I keep using mint is that um, it integrates with TurboTax, which I use to do my taxes. And, um, uh, you know, so it's nice and integrated. But it, it really bothers me that I when I want to go in there and run the robust reports, and maybe I just haven't taken the time to play with it enough, but it's not, it, it frustrates me. And I think because they're working so hard to use very plain language for people who don't manage money, um, that, that it's like, okay, I want to run, you know, uh, you know, a general ledger, I want to run whatever. And it's, and it's not, it's not allowing me to do that. It's really irritating. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. When they abstract you too far away from, uh, uh, the, the, the basic functions of accounting and you have a background in accounting, it's like having your hands tied behind your back and saying, okay, feed yourself. <laughs> it's like, but I don't want to yeah, put exactly. my face into the plate. <laughs> I know how to use That's a fork. Analogy. Can you just give me the fork, please? <laughs> I'll take chopsticks. Chopsticks work too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, but I know how to do this. Can't you please just please so yeah um yes. yeah so to, we are about to... out of time so we got to talk about next week quick and uh, still owned by into it be... okay but they but they they really emphasize the other one uh, and you know the reason why is because that one ties into your accounts and stuff so that it it automatically um uh tracks all of your finances it's supposed to it's supposed to be all automatic and like almost hands-off right um mint but yes because i we got i got notices that 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 quicken was going to be discontinued and blah 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 when i switched over to mint so i assumed it was uh -huh. being sold off yeah no it's still owned and still available for both um windows and mac and it's owned by intuit uh who also owns turbo well, i think i'm gonna go back I'm going to go back to Quicken then because Mint yeah. is Mint is not robust enough for me. Right. When I, I when Mint was first out as an independent company, I tried it for a couple months and it just made me uncomfortable that they that a third party company that I didn't know I had to trust because in order for it to really work, you had to give it access to all of your accounts. Yes. It just made me but nervous. I did that in Quicken too. Yeah. You know, and and I guess it's just I don't know. It's there's probably not a, a lot of basis for me to be, have that nervousness, but it made me nervous that I was giving some company. Now that they're owned by Intuit, I probably would be less nervous about it, just because you know they have a track record. Um, and frankly, I do my taxes through TurboTax, so Intuit knows everything about my finances anyway. Um, exactly. Uh, you know, and so I'd, I'd have less issues. But you know, giving your your password to your bank account to a third party company. Little, little like really i don't know you know that just seems a little but now that it you know especially when it was a a a an independent company and they were a little bit smaller like i said now that they're part of a bigger company that i have a history with i'm less concerned with that but yeah quicken is still available so you can get it you can go to uh quicken.com just be careful not to go to quickenloans.com because it's a different different thing yes so, yes similar branding but not the same thing <laughs> so with but, that uh, yeah let's wrap this puppy that, up we are out of time and next next week, I I, I uh, started asking. We are going or started talking about. We are going to be um, not doing a podcast next week, taking some time off that is much needed. Um, and uh, so 
yeah, on the radio show, we'll be playing Best Of. And, um, you know, please, if you haven't listened to some of our older podcasts, go back and listen. We've been yeah. doing this for a while. Yeah, I think what I'll do is I, I said it just before you joined us on the radio, too, and uh, reminding people that next week we won't be live. But I will stream a couple of our previous shows. I'll pick some best of so that that way those who listen live streaming can still have some uh, something to listen to. But, uh, you know, we've got a library. This this is our uh, 248th episode. So there's lots to pick from. So, wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, go back, take a look, see what you think. <laughs> so have a great weekend and a great week, everyone. Yeah, enjoyed. Uh, we enjoyed uh, being here, and we'll be back on the 17th live. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day.